Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Engage with Eagle Forum. I'm your host, Tabitha Walter, and I'm joined by Eagle Forum President Colleen Holcomb. Hello, we're so glad to bring you another season of Engage. We've covered a lot of topics that affect you and your family and have told you how to take action on each of those. Now we want to tell you a little bit more about Eagle Forum. Eagle Forum has a rich history in the grass, of grassroots involvement. For nearly 50 years, the organization has continued thanks to many volunteers who have deeply cared about the issues that affect our daily lives and our families. And what I find so fascinating is that our founder, Phyllis Schlafly, never set out to create a huge empire of powerful people. She was simply doing her civic duty of making her voice heard against the Equal Rights Amendment in the 1970s. She was a stay-at-home mom, and she realized her rights were being threatened by the ERA. So she essentially did what we would do today. She called up her friends and said, hey, did you hear about this? And then it grew into a huge campaign where women were calling their representatives, attending protests, and even baking bread for politicians. Eventually, she started Eagle Farm, and we continue that legacy of fighting against legislation that erases women and weakens the family unit. Now, Colleen and I are two Eagles that have been working on these issues for some time now. So I'm curious, Colleen, what attracted you to Eagle Forum? Well, I first heard about Eagle Forum when I was at Wellesley College of all places, which is a bastion of liberalism and feminism. I didn't know that when I got there. When I got there, I was I thought I was just going to a school that was really um, it had a great reputation and would really equip me to make a difference in the world. Um, and I considered myself a feminist because I think I really didn't know what the word meant. And I think so many young women think if you're a woman and you think women have a unique contribution and you think you can make a unique contribution to the world, why not be a feminist and why not be an advocate for women? But I found out that the feminists really were not advocates for women at all. What they were was they were advocates for the idea that women are victims. Um, and I found that so insulting and so counterproductive. Um, and I started reading Phyllis's writings and it, it was just such a breath of fresh air. She was articulating the very reason I went to a place like Wellesley College. Um, and she lived the kind of life I wanted to live. She had six children. She was incredibly effective. She did what she wanted to do. She raised her children. She worked in the. She worked as she wanted to work, and um, and she made a tremendous difference. Um, and then I realized that uh, I agreed with her on a lot of other things too. And I loved the fact that she empowered the grassroots, as you indicated, instead of the cultural elites. Yeah, I you know I find it interesting that like. Uh, while we work for Eagle Farm, it's like you find new things that you start agreeing on. Like there, there are new issues every year. And then there's also the same old issues every year. And you learn more and more about the issue. You learn how uh, people talk about it, how they message it. And it just unfolds new things all the time. And so I love that learning process. You know, I've, I've been with Eagle Forum for almost four years now, and my first experience with the organization was working on the Republican platform at the Republican National Convention in 2016. And so for those of you who, who've never heard of the platform, it's, it's a document that outlines everything that the Republican Party stands for. And so we work together, Colleen and I work together 
um, to get good people on the platform committee, we offered trainings and drafted sample language for them to introduce into the platform. And in the end, uh, the 2016 GOP platform was known as the most conservative one to date. And I love that whole process. It was just chaotic and it was a little messy, um, but that part's fun to me. It, it's, you know, it, you're getting down to the wire and you want to push something good out and that win feels, feels really good. And um, so, you know, little did I know that Eagle Form has been doing this for decades Mm -hmm. and Phyllis loved being part of that and pushing, especially the pro-life stuff into the platform. And and Colleen, you were wonderful to work alongside of you. You were really what attracted me to Eagle form that first impression. So, um, you know, I, I would find out later that you weren't the only one in the organization that has a great work ethic and, um, you know, everyone who works for Eagle Forum, who's been a state leader or even like the core um, board members, they take mentoring really seriously. And um, it's it's like the whole culture of Eagle Forum. If you're listening to this podcast and you feel like you don't know the issues very well or understand exactly how our government works, that's totally okay. We are here to help you along the way, just like someone did for us. And you know, a lot, in a lot of ways, we're still learning ourselves. That's for sure. Well, Tabitha, we're so thrilled to have you. And it's been so encouraging for me to see you come into the organization. And I've heard you talk about and I've seen you being mentored by so many of the Eagles as I was. And I just love that process. Um, and you mentioned the the GOP platform. Phyllis was so good at at mentoring because she encouraged it, it mostly women, although she encouraged a lot of men too. And Ego Forum has been largely a women's organization, but we're very pro men. You know, we love men we right. work alongside men. Um, but um, but to find out what you what it is that you really love, and I think this is so important as we're talking about getting involved in the grassroots in grassroots, it's so intimidating when you look at people going to meetings or hear people talking, and you might think, well, I don't want to sit in meetings for hours, or I'd love to sit in meetings for an hour for hours, but I don't want to run for office, or you know, there, it's easy to see what's intimidating about the grassroots process. And what Eagle Form, I think, and Phyllis has done so well, she broke it down and said, what do you do? What, you know, what is it that you're passionate about? What issues and what is your skill set? And focus on that. And Phyllis found she loved conventions. She loved that whole process. The platform passed and getting it to be a document that we're proud of is a lot of parliamentary procedure and it's a lot of language and writing. Um, and it's a lot of organization. And you did a tremendous job organizing uh, the people involved. But it, it, it takes everybody and it takes all different skill sets. So it's really good to figure out what do you like to do? And then uh, we encourage anybody who wants to get involved, uh, find come to Eagle Forum, we'll help you or find a group that you agree with and let them help you connect your skill set to what you really are passionate about. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about some of the specific issues that uh, that Eagle Forum works on and has worked on for decades. And one of the things that we're seeing now, and one of the reasons that we felt that it was important to do this episode in particular was 
we're hearing from so many people who are coming into the grassroots, it, it, coming into grassroots activism because of issues like critical race theory being taught in your schools or uh, concerns about safety because of transgender policies or mm -hmm. just all kinds of issues that we're seeing that are really, they're, they're new manifestations of issues that groups like Eagle Forum have been fighting for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And it's been very encouraging to see, um, particularly on the issues like CRT and like um, like the, the transgender issue and the way that's manifesting in the schools, some of the grassroots groups that are coming about now have been looking to Eagle Forum chapters throughout the country for mentorship because they know Eagle Forum has been fighting on issues like that for years. One of the biggest issues is education. Eagle Forum, Phyllis was always passionate about education. Um, and part of uh, effective grassroots activism is getting educated, finding out what is what are your kids learning, you know, finding out what are the bills that are being passed by your uh, from your local uh, city councils to your state houses to Congress. What what is it that is really being passed, and that's really um, and, and how will it impact your lives? Again, that's one of those things that can be so intimidating. Um, but that's why it's important to have groups like Eagle Forum provide information, provide insight, and to provide information and mentorship about how to get involved on those issues. Education is certainly a big one. And the education issue is something that I've seen over the last year be very diverse. Um, it has transcended party lines. We, we've seen Democrats and Republicans come together and say, we don't want our kids being politicized in school at such a young age. And so this is really something that you can work with your, your friends across the aisle on because people really care about what their, their children are learning. And so I think it, that's one of the unifying issues. Um, and Eagle Forum does not take a party stance on, on these kind of issues. It, it doesn't matter who is pushing out the policies that are good, we want to champion those policies that will ultimately help our kids in the future. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And so, and you're right. The world is so polarized now because most people get their information from the mainstream media, which is highly, highly uh, politicized and polarizing. Um, but that's right. And, and that's why grassroots activism is so effective, because when you can connect with your neighbors with whom you might not agree on everything, but you can say, here's what our kids are really learning. And wherever you stand on the political spectrum, this is not OK. Some of what's being taught is really harmful to kids and we need to right. work together to stop it. Right. Well, speaking of kids, one of the issues that I'm most passionate about is the life issue. And I have um, two babies myself. Um, I had one baby who I wasn't able to carry full term and those experiences for me really brought the life issue into focus. You know, I was, I was pro-life before, but having those experiences with, um, with, you know, having a baby in your own womb or caring for children really, really brought some things into light. And so um, Eagle Forum has always been a pro-life organization. Phyllis made that a huge pillar of the whole organization. And so um, whether it came to federal legislation, state legislation, or um, even the GOP platform, she was championing life from the very beginning. That's right. Yeah. And I agree with you. That was one of the big issues that brought me into the movement as well. And as I was talking about being, you know, thinking of myself as a feminist, which I know now is not the correct term, but 
it was always insulting to me that, and it was so counterintuitive just to my nature, this idea that we would have to destroy what makes us so unique in the world, our ability to bring forth life instead of protecting and nurturing life and understanding that women are in control of our sexuality and we are in control of our, our bodies, as the feminists say. So we don't need abortion and we don't need abortion to participate in the world and to succeed in the world. We have the ability to create it, to be creative. Now there are so many great options. Women can work from home as you and, and Kirsten do, um, or use technology, use, you know, now there have been so many advances in that area. And I wish we would have focused on those for so long rather than abortion. Um, but that's right. That really was a priority of Phyllis's. And again, she really, she chose her niche even within the political or within the, uh, the pro-life movement and she made it her mission to make the Republican Party the pro-life party and she absolutely I think everybody would agree that Phyllis pretty much single-handedly with Eagle Forum did make that happen she's she uh, made it her mission to get a pro-life plank in the Republican Party platform um, formed an organization to keep it there and to strengthen that platform um, and that's been incredibly effective so that her ability to focus in that regard has just been awesome yeah, I'm excited to see what unfolds this year because it's at the Supreme Court. There are multiple states who are passing good pro-life legislation. And so this doesn't mean that our job as pro-lifers is over. It It's really, you know, just begun because we're going to have states passing different types of legislation. Um, if we get a win at the Supreme Court, then we have to stay on Congress because they're going to want to pass legislation that codifies abortion. So there's a lot that will unfold over this year, but um, it gives us something to be really motivated about and to have our, our voice heard at all different levels of our government. Yeah, and you're right. These are, again, these are the same issues come up over and over again, but the dynamics are really changing. And for so long, Rover, versus Wade was just the assumption and then it was operating in other areas of law. Now we might not have Roe versus Wade as it currently exists anymore. So you're right, it will be very interesting. And I would encourage everybody who's concerned about that issue, stay tuned to Eagle Forum. Tabitha and Kirsten Hasler, our executive director are in DC. They're watching this legislation that comes up particularly from Congress. And that's, you know, of course we need you active at your state in your, um, at the state level but um, we need to watch what Congress is going to do. Um, and we have an opportunity to elect a new Congress in 2022 and we absolutely need to do it. And we need to make sure that we're going to elect people who are committed to the sanctity of life. Right. And now, so we'll tell you about all those candidates too. Right, yeah. All of our candidates must be pro-life. So you can have that guarantee whenever we endorse someone. That's right. <laughs> Well, and that's another aspect, and I think another area where Phyllis was really very much ahead of her time. She was one of the first conservative organizations to start a political action committee mm -hmm. because she understood how important it was to equip the grassroots, but she also knew how important it was to help get some money behind good conservative candidates. Um, so we've always had the Eagle Forum PAC. Um, we, uh, the Eagle Forum PAC is uh, kind of is seen as a gold standard and a pain in the neck, depending on who you ask and where, you know, if you're the candidate filling it 
out or the one who is reading about the candidate. Um, we have, um, it was 75 questions. I think we've modified it a little bit. We have to modify it as the, as the laws change and as new issues come up. Um, but we thoroughly vet our candidates, not only through a very extensive and well-informed questionnaire that's been developed over grassroots fights over the years, but we also have input, which a lot of organizations don't, but we have input from our state leaders who are right there on the ground in the states who can let us know whether these candidates can really be trusted to do what they say they're going to do. Um, so I think, so we would certainly encourage you if, if nothing else, we'd love for you to contribute to Eagle Forum PAC, but please get online, take a look at the candidates we endorse and please help them however you can. Right. You know, some, some people are stuck in areas where it's mostly Democrat. And even if they would do their best to help out the Republican candidate who's running, there's really not much of a chance. And so the PAC allows them to also give towards candidates who are running in other areas so that we can have a majority um, of good conservative candidates in whether it's Congress or your legislature, it, it helps boost their, their candidacy. And so um, if you're wondering, you know, why would I give to, towards someone other than someone local, you can still give to that person locally, but we, we do encourage you to help out the collective good as well. Yeah, that's such a good point. And everybody can have an investment in a candidate that you believe in. There are so many great candidates around the country. And if you're not fortunate enough to be represented by one, um, you can certainly contribute to sending one to Congress. So right. that's right. That's an important point. One of the most popular issues that we even ask our candidates on, and you know, this is popular. To, we get a lot of responses back from our listeners and from the people on our email list. And it was a huge issue over the last what four years is immigration. And I, I think it's opened our eyes to what's what's actually going on down at the border. Um, you know, illegal immigration has been a problem for decades, but we hear all the horrific stories of the cartels who uh, do a lot of terrible things to, to women and children. And then um, the, the illegal immigrants who come in and do terrible things to the American people. And so, you know, it's a catch 22. We want to help those who need that refuge from, from bad places, but we're not getting a lot of good solutions, especially from, the majority party right now in Congress. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, when the current administration came in, they stripped away all of the protections that we had over the last four years. So, you know, last year was marked by the border crisis. And so, you know, a lot of people are afraid, a lot of people are concerned, whether it comes, comes to the safety of their families or to businesses or, um, even voting, uh, I, you know, the Democrats want to give voting rights to illegal immigrants, and that's not fair for the rest of us. And so there are a, a million problems that we've seen come out of the immigration issue, but Eagle Forum is constantly on it. We partner with like-minded organizations who that's their only issue that they work on. And so they know the ins and outs of the legislation and what's coming down the pike. 
but we're always uh, keeping you all informed and sending out alerts and emails so that you know when to take action on these issues. Yeah, that's absolutely right. The immigration issue, so many people would say, well, what Eagle Forum is a pro-family organization. Why do you care about immigration? And again, it all goes back to Phyllis and her wisdom. Phyllis had a unique gift for seeing unintended consequences of legislation. Um, and she really understood, I, I mean, to, we were using the phrase long before uh, our former president was, but she understood how to make America great and how to keep it great. And part of that is having strong borders. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that issue gets so polarized and gets brought into the realm of uh, racial discussions. And that's that's not what it's about. In fact, as you mentioned, really, this is a human rights issue. And that gets entirely glossed over as we have, um, as there are policies that incentivize people to come to the U.S. illegally. Um, so many of them don't understand English, so they're so vulnerable. They're so vulnerable to violence and certainly to economic exploitation, sexual exploitation, all kinds of horrific forms of exploitation. Right. And in so many regards, because, um, and some of the former Republican administrations really supported um, immigration policies that were so harmful to American workers, which is devastating to the middle class. And it's devastating to the immigrants because it's a the corporations love this big source of cheap labor. And then you have these hardworking people who come to America pursuing the American dream and they have no chance of getting it because they're being paid so little. And then they have to count on uh, on social programs, which doesn't help anybody. So what we really right. need is to maintain strong borders, uh, strong control so that we can preserve the American dream and keep it available for those who want to come to our country and really want to impact their lives well, as most of the immigrants who are coming here do. And unfortunately, what they're getting is violence and exploitation instead. Mm -hmm. So that's right. That's such an important issue. And we understand it's a life issue. It's a, hu a human rights issue. And it really is an issue that is essential to protecting America's greatness. And I, I mean greatness with a capital G, greatness, as we reflect God, as we reflect opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that's certainly an issue we, you know, we might get made fun of for being active on, even though we're a family organization, but we'll never stop fighting. Right. And you know, on all of these issues that we've talked about, we have multiple resources. We have multiple podcast episodes from previous seasons. You know, issues like the immigration issue are super complex. And there are so many facets, whether it comes to visas or um, border crossings or refugees. You know, there, there are a million ways you can look at this. And we have brought on experts to um, either talk to us in, in a podcast episode or write an op-ed or write in our um, Eagle Forum report that really do a great job of breaking down the issue and offering solutions. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a shame that our congressional members don't listen to that good advice, but, you know, here we are and we- Sometimes it gets through and it when it does, it makes a difference. So it's worth it's trying. Always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're always trying to get that message through. But um, if, if you, you know, feel like you don't understand an issue, or you don't understand why we take a certain stance on that issue, 
I encourage you to listen or read those things because it's really important to be educated enough to make that decision for yourself. And the immigration issue is one I thought I was really intimidated. I thought I am not an expert. I don't, you know, this is not an issue that I know, but you listen to somebody like Rosemary Jenks of Numbers USA, who we've had as a guest on the podcast, and I know is a great source for us. And just listening to experts like Rosemary in that issue or can really break it down so easily. And it's so empowering, something you kind of understood as a problem, but didn't know what to do about it. It really is encouraging to be able to get yourself educated on those issues and to be able to take action. And it's so essential that everybody does. Right. Um, another area of, of issues that Eagle Forum has always really kind of led the way on are considered so-called women's issues. As you mentioned, Eagle Forum was founded in the wake of the fight against the so-called Equal Rights Amendment. Um, and it's just amazing that I was just talking to somebody other the other day who said he remembered when Phyllis was fighting against the Equal Rights Amendment and she was warning about the very things that we're realizing right now about women being discriminated against in sports. Everybody thought she was absolutely nuts. Everybody said, you are completely crazy. There is no way we will ever have men in women's bathrooms. And look where we are today. And to tell that now to the parents in Loudoun County, it's devastating. But um, these are issues Phyllis saw. This is something the Equal Rights Amendment that prohibited would have prohibited discrimination on the basis of sex because of the way it was worded. That was so important. Uh, Phyllis understood that any effort to eliminate the distinctions between the sexes really end up it ends up harming women, and that's exactly what we're seeing happening. And it, uh, because of the fight that Phyllis and her activists engaged in. It took a couple decades, but here we are now. So um, right. I know we need to keep vigilant in that fight. So we'll continue to bring you information on those issues, the so-called SOGI issues, uh, um, sexual orientation and gender identity issues, um, the continuing effort to pass the Equal Rights Amendment, even though sex has a completely different definition. In fact, it has no definition now, certainly right. different than what it was considered to be back when the Equal Rights Amendment was passed. You know, one of the big issues, especially lately, are all of the budget and spending issues from the federal government, they just keep spending and spending. And then they want to raise the debt limit because they can't pay their bills. And it's just ridiculous. You know, if we're expected to keep our own budget at home and not default on our bills, then the government shouldn't do the same with, you know, essentially our money. I mean, it's our, our taxpayer money. So and, and, and this this money all goes towards leftist programs. And, and, and that's the even scarier part. It's the borrowing the money is a huge problem, but borrowing money to invest in the in the country's growth is one thing. And, you know, of course, we have to be concerned about that. But borrowing money, particularly from some of our enemies to in, not to invest at all, but to blow it on indoctrinating our children to mm -hmm. essentially become communists is really a serious concern. And again, I think that's what has led to so many of the parents coming out saying we've got to do something about this. Yeah. And, you know, some of that money even goes towards recently mandates like the vaccine mandate or mask mandates. And I think people are, you know, after two years of living under these mandates and quarantines and, you know, isolation, people are tired of it. They want to get back to normal life. And, 
the heavy hand of the federal government is is really taking a toll to where I think we're going to see a good conservative push coming into the next election. We've also seen at the same time, you're right, we're seeing money being spent to impose that heavy hand of government, the masks and the um, the vaccine requirements. We're seeing people being silenced. We're seeing people, the inventor of the Myrna vaccine being canceled from Twitter and being completely silenced. You know, here, I would think we would at least be hearing from the feminists from who we've heard little more than my body, my choice for 50 years now. Now there's, there's no, not only no choice, but no information. We can't even get, we don't even have freedom of information. We can't get access to information about how our bodies might be impacted by medicine that we're now for, I think, first time in history being required to take mm-hmm. on pain of losing jobs and all kinds of other civic freedoms. It's a time where our freedoms are under fire like we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about what we can do. If you're somebody sitting at home saying, I'm hearing about all these crazy things going on, how can I get involved? Um, the first thing I would say is I would really encourage you to listen to this series of Engage podcasts. Tabitha is going to be interviewing some of our uh, long-serving incredibly amazing, our faithful mentors, uh, but Eagle Form activists who've been engaged in the battle for decades. And they can tell you how they got involved. And as Tabitha said, these aren't, they're people who could have been CEOs of major corporations and they could have been Supreme Court justices, but they're not, they're people, they're moms. They're moms who said, I need to do something about what's going on. And they have been incredibly effective. So I would encourage you to listen to that series. I think you'll be inspired. Um, yeah, and first- I think it's important. I think it's important to you to, to listen to each of their stories because they got involved in different ways and in different stages of, of life as moms, as you said, or um, as, you know, single women. And so it, I, I think it's comforting to hear how things unfolded for them because we can all find ourselves in somewhere in their stories and the issues that they work on, we can find an issue that we're, we're all passionate about. And so to find someone that you can really see yourself in is so important relationally, but also when, when you're ready to make that big jump into the political realm, you know, you want to have someone alongside of you and, these, these women are ready to, to bring more people into their folds. They, they're ready to, to stand alongside of you and, and help equip you in your journey as well. So happy to share information and to encourage. That's right. Um, I would encourage anybody to start as Phyllis always encouraged us, find out what you're passionate about, what your gifts are, what is it that you like to do? If you, if you see grassroots activism as something you think you should do, you'll probably get burned out because it's easy to get burned out. There's always another meeting you probably should be going to or another thing you feel like you should be doing, but find out what you like um, and and find um, a group of people in your area. Um, Now we're seeing a lot of groups pop up just spontaneously um, that focus on conservative issues. There are many, they they call them different things in different areas. They call them center right groups. Around here we're having, they're called breakfast clubs. But I would ask around, particularly among people you might know who are involved in 
conservative or Republican politics to find out what kinds of things are in your area. Um, Phyllis has always encouraged activism within the party. Now, we, of course, Phyllis has worked within the Republican Party, if, um, but the party apparatus has a lot of um, bureaucracy and there are a lot of meetings and things, but it really is, um, that can be an area where you can get a lot of information. And not only can you get a lot of information, but the party needs you to bring information to them. If you're listening to Eagle Forum podcasts and getting our alerts and things like that, and you're sharing that information at GOP meetings, that's going to have an impact because not everybody hears the same thing. So we would encourage you, find out who's local and who who are the like-minded people in your area, connect with them, and then find out, do you want to be the treasurer? They always need treasurers. Do you want to be, do you write? You know, what is it that you do? And and once you start connecting with people, I think you'll find more opportunities than you can probably handle. So my next advice would be don't burn yourself out. A, a lot of you are even experiencing these issues firsthand, especially if you own a business or if your child's going to school. And so your story is really important, how, how it's affected you and how it's affected your family. That's such a good point. If people, they might tune out when they hear an organization that's based in DC, that, that these are their talking points, but that's right. When they hear how it's impacted your family or how you, how much more you're paying for health insurance or how it's impacting your business, people are a lot more likely to listen. That's absolutely true. Um, some other recommendations that we'd love to provide. We just we would always love you to encourage to engage with Eagle Forum. Certainly, listening to the podcast will give you good information and will probably give you some ideas. But please do send us your email so you make sure that you're getting our alerts and so that you can take action. And please share the information. Um, anything that we send out, it's meant to be shared. So we're not concerned about intellectual property. We want this information to be sent out, even just forwarding it to friends or putting it on social media is a big help. So if you are thinking about getting involved with Eagle Forum in any of these ways, head on over to eagleforum.org and click through the website to see where you can benefit the most. We have a ton of stuff on our, our website. So you could spend, I don't know, you could spend weeks on our website just reading and learning. Um, but, but like Colleen said, at eagleforum.org, you can send us your email and we will send you emails straight to your inbox almost daily. And we also send out an Eagle Forum report to your mailbox so you can enter your address and we will give you a paper copy of that every month. We've talked a little bit about the issues that Eagle Forum covers and some of the things that you can do in your local area if you'd like to connect with a conservative group. We just want to give you a brief overview of what Eagle Forum does because we would sure love to have you as as one of our committed activists out in the field. Eagle Forum has operated primarily at the state level. We have state chapters um, that lobby their, the state, your state houses. Um, many of our state leaders also have affiliated uh, local chapters throughout the states and we're working to develop those. And it's really been an exciting time. We're seeing a lot of growth in those areas. Um, we don't, if you're getting this information, you don't have to work exclusively with Eagle Forum. We just want to develop a network and make sure that everybody multiplies efforts to get out the information that we have. Now, the information that we get out from Eagle Forum Central Organization comes from our lovely ladies like Tabitha Walter in DC and her 
colleague, Kirsten Hasler, who's our executive director. They work on Capitol Hill, so they're attending meetings throughout the week and um, many of them by Zoom these days, uh, but finding out exactly what's happening on Capitol Hill, what legislation is coming up, what action the executive branch is taking, and they report back to us about what the impact of that, that those policies are and how you can take action. So please stay tuned. We put out regular alerts. They put out the Capitol Hill report weekly that's going to be coming through as a podcast. This is great insider information. Uh, we also do podcasts on a monthly basis about issues that we know are of interest to our Eagle Forum members. So we encourage you connect with our state leaders. Please make sure we have your email address so we can send you alerts, pass those along. And then finally, we have a political action committee. We encourage you take a look at our website to see what candidates we've endorsed. And we anything you'd like to contribute to the PAC, we will put it to good use and make sure it goes to good, solid, helping elect good, solid conservatives. So we need your help at Eagle Forum. Please, we'd love to work with you and we want to equip you. So get in touch with us so that we can all work together. Now, if you think someone else is interested in joining Eagle Forum, share this podcast episode with them. And if you have any questions, feel free to leave them in the comments section. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So to sign off from your house to the state house, to the White House, this is Engage with Eagle Forum.